Experience relativity. Experience relativity. Experience relativity. It's recording. It's recording. We're doing the thing again for the second time. We're back. Yeah, so it couldn't have been that bad the first time because we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it couldn't have been that bad the first time. Um. Yeah, could have been that bad the first time. So, about my juice cleanse, because it wasn't that bad the first time, mm. or the second time, or the third time, or now, I don't even know how many times it has been, but I'm doing it again. Uh, today is day one. I made it successfully through day one, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling hungry, but not really, though. Water. Water really helps. <laughs> what's, usually, what's usually your worst day, like when you start? One is usually really bad. Um Two is, uh, well, okay, you asked me what the worst day is. One's bad. Two is also bad. A little bit more bad. And then Wednesday. Wednesday is like the, yeah, Wednesday is like the, the crooks. Wednesday is like either everybody's got to die <laughs> Or we're going to make it. And uh, that, I think, today started out pretty decent. So I think this Wednesday is going to be a we are going to make it Wednesday. Um, But yeah, six days. Janicus. We going to make it, yes. Um, You know what that sounded like? A woman's cycle. Like how she feels. Ah. Day one. Is bad. Day two is probably bad. Day three, if day three is bad, this is gonna be a bad one. But if day three is good, you got it. You're in the clear. Yeah. That's exactly at least for me, that is what I experience. Just (laughs) just (laughs) like that. There's not a time that a um a woman's cycle will be mentioned where I don't feel bad for being a man. <laughs> Maybe that's just how my mama raised me. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. you hear a woman talk about your cycle, and I could just remember like her being in like pain or not in a good place. And I'm like, oh, that must suck. That must really suck. Um, so, yeah. yeah, there is this like, when you have some sort of idea, and then that also goes to childbirth. Like, mm. if you have a child and you are woman enough as the man to be able to look at a woman give birth to a child, because that's not some stuff a man would do. We'd turn away. Mm. <laughs> we would not watch that. <laughs> we would cover our eyes. So I feel like if woman is woman enough to go through it, you got to be woman enough to actually stand and That's, face it and watch it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that it's not if you're man enough. It's if you are woman <laughs> enough to. That's a good point. Listen to you on Women's History Month. Oh yeah, look, look at me <laughs> for real. So I guess uh, I'm in tune with the um, the calendar because <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I, I somewhere. Somewhere deep in my heart. Yeah, you follow the moon. It is full moon time. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, you're doing a cleanse during full moon time. Look at you. And I just, it happened. <laughs> I didn't plan it that way. So. Look at you. I I didn't plan it, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. All right, we we talked about a woman's cycle and uh, you being in the same space as me when I am minus food for like six days. So what do both of those things have in common? That's something you're most likely only going to share with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to the topic of this episode and... I couldn't be more excited to talk about friends. Friends. Fry That's the way <laughs> I, I learned to, uh, or I remembered to spell it. Um, I want to say like in third grade, but the reality is as an adult, I still say fry to make sure. <laughs> fry ends. Fry to make sure that I spell friends right. And and never mind the uh, I before E except after <laughs> C. Yeah, I don't even get that far. Like once I know I'm spelling friends, it is totally fry ends. That's how I get it right every time. Never missed it. And uh, what? Oh, oh no, 40? Okay, hold on, what's 40? Uh, 31 years I've been getting friends right. Fry in, <laughs> or maybe life thinks that I'm getting friends wrong sometimes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, just thinking about friends, point. yeah. Like, in order to know whether you got the meaning or uh, whether you're getting friends right or wrong, you gotta know the meaning. Mm-hmm. The meaning of the word. What friend. is the meaning of friends? So we have that in that. Oh yeah, we should have random like... game that we play. What is the meaning <laughs> of <laughs> the wormhole of of definition? Definition. A person. Uh, a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond. Of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relation. Exclusive of sexual and family. Or family relations. Exclusive of it. Exclusive of the sexual part, not... (laughs) Wait. So the literal (laughs) definition of friends says that... Well, I guess, yeah, because you can exclude sex from friends, Mm -hmm. exclusive of sex, 
I hope they're not talking about gender or else we really just said something about ourselves that we went to the activity <laughs> of sex and not gender. <laughs> Exclusive of sexual. Is it sexual? Okay. Okay. I mean, sexual still applies to. Is there like sexual differences and wouldn't that constitute like a boy or a girl? Oh, excuse me. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So is it sexual right. or family relations? So with that or sexual or family relations, it means... Sexual relations, family relations. Ah, uh, okay. I'll buy that one. So that means that, okay, yeah. So it's just saying that you could be friends without sex, but it says, what does it say? Exclusive, what exclusive? Typically, Typically. exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could have sex with somebody and they not be your friend. Is that what the definition is saying? Yeah. And Sex doesn't equal friend. That's yeah. what it's basically saying. And family doesn't equal friend. Yes. Yeah. Automatically, yeah. it does not equal friend. And then, okay, so you can have sex with somebody who's not a friend, but can you, oh yeah, and you can be a friend and not have sex. Oh no, you have sex with somebody and them not be a friend, which means that you're a friend. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> We we can, um, and as I learned in uh, one of my executive academy courses, Elmo. Enough. Let's move on. Mm. That's what that's what Elmo stands for. If anybody ever says Elmo in a meeting, it means it's not the red furry little thing that laughs a lot. It is enough. Let's move on. I was thinking about when we had discussed about the next topic and why we chose friendship to be next. Because this is episode two. All right. So. Yeah. Episode two uh, is about friends. I can't, like, honestly, I can't remember how we got from from where we were um, to friends, but... It's sort of a natural progression. What what I talked about in the first episode was about, you know, sort of that initial relationship that you have, that human that, like, in most cases, you can't get away from it. Like, <laughs> that's a relationship that you will have, your relationship with your mother. You know what I mean? So we talked about that relationship. So now we're talking about the... the Exclusive of family relations. Yeah, yeah. We started talking about the relationships that exclude family. Um, and also, by definition, apparently sex. <laughs> so we're talking about friends and, like, a different kind of relationship that uh, that you have. And, like, how do you define that? Because you and I have very different... Uh, definitions of friends or at least processes of acquiring friends because mm-hmm. when like me I'm a weirdo uh, when it comes to people so um, typically for me I start in a uh, in a place of friendship with people mm-hmm. so I use the term relatively liberally I think especially among black folks like, I don't think black folks use that word friends, like, liberally. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think black folks use the term friend liberally. Um, 
But yeah, I have a tendency to start from a place of friendship with most people. It's not something that I like make you work to earn to some degree. Um, you just, that's the ground that you start on. Like, we're going to start, like, my, um, <laughs> for all my IT people, um, the firewall <laughs> is set to allow unless, you know what I mean, they exhibit something um, that makes me not be a friend. And, like, you, how how do you, um, I, I don't even want to say start friendships, <laughs> like, you will, you will know a human for a long time before they are fortunate enough to get that addressing from you. No, but that's... I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> like it's um I kinda like I kinda do like you where I'm approaching people because I don't approach everybody. So when I'm welcoming or I am approaching people or when people approach me, it's more of a if I instantly feel that comfort, then I'm leading that this is potentially a friend, right? So it's not firewall up immediately. It's still a process, right? But the application is open right now. If I don't feel that comfort initially, that's when the wall is like screening process, kind of like going through the airport. Some people have to go through additional screening. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. That very much so makes sense. But there's still, uh, like, for you, there's the evaluation of the vibe. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be a that initial check. I think I start with, with an initial check to some degree. It's like, the way I would sort of describe it is it's like a dance. You know, like, there's music playing in your head. There's mm-hmm. music playing in my head. And I guess that's the vibe for you. And it's like a dance. Like, how do we move about the space once we sort of get into the same space like how do we move about and some of that could be like you could catch that from all the way across another room you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like whether you're vibing with somebody you see people that you you they just catch you that actually happened to me that happened to me one time when I was at uh you remember the the conference that I went away for, and remember you you On the said West Coast? I can't no oh the not Salesforce yeah. the one um, yeah I know yeah Atlanta mm-hmm. and then I came back and you were like yo you were weird when you came back yes <laughs> <laughs> like you were weird when you came back um, yeah like. That vibe, um, like it occurred when I was there because there was a speaker in the room. And first there was a male speaker up Mm -hmm. and then this woman walked into the room. And when she walked into the room, like I didn't see her. I knew she was there. (laughs) Mm. And I'm like, you know, I can't see her. It's a little small, uh, small woman. And, um, like she just literally just moved about the room up to the front where the rest of the speakers was. And I was like, yo, who's that? 
<laughs> like in my mind, I was like, who is that human? Yeah. Like she was like just energetically, it was like, whoa, that is mm. crazy. So um, like we go through this whole like speaking engagement that she has. Mm-hmm. And um, like there's a part where she just goes into full on role play. Like, and it's like, because she's trying to express a concept and she's got to show a room full of executive black men, like what something feels like. Now, mind you, the energy has already got every man in that room, like, connected. Oh, wow. Like, you paying attention whether you want to or not. Mm -hmm. Something in your, like, in your spirit made you pay attention. So then when she finishes off this whole chat, she comes over to me and she's literally talking about this example of like your inner child and like we've all identified with that. The the men in the room, again, you got to be tough. You got to be big. You got to protect people. You got to, you know, you got to work. You know, you got to go out of the house. You got to do all these things. It's all on your shoulders. And she's giving us this and it's like, but at the same time, you're trying to deal with yourself. Your your like inner child, the thing that makes you um, who you are as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like so, all those minor experiences you had as as a child that were so big. Like you're trying to fix those or deal with those in life, but everybody's telling you you ain't got a moment. You better get it. when you're grown. Like when you're an adult, you're gonna have to take care of yourself. Like you're gonna have to take care of your family. You got to be a man. You got to protect your family. You got to do all of these things. It's like okay. But there's still this child in you that has all this unresolved stuff. So she's like, you know, she's saying all that and you're getting it and you understand it. And then she turns to this random guy in the crowd that just happened to be me. And she uh, asked me if she could sit down. And I was like, yes. And I almost hopped up and like moved the chair and like, but it wasn't just me. It was like five or six men that got up to pull the chair out for her. Oh, wow. All at the same time. And she was like, you see, it's just in your instinct to do that. Like, you weren't going to let me touch that chair. Nobody, none of these men around me were going to let me touch this chair. Like, like that's what's instilled in you. That's what's ingrained in y'all. You know what I mean? This take care of others and a woman and all that. And you don't hear that as a man often. Mm-hmm. You hear all about how women take care, but there's, you know, men just take a different care. Right. So she sat down, she took my hand, like, and I'm like, <laughs> at this moment, yeah, at this moment, I had like melted already. (laughs) She was holding what used to be my hand. (laughs) It had turned into like grains of sand and just, (laughs) you know, I was a pile on the floor. Somehow I pulled myself together and got back up in the seat. Um, And then basically she went on to say like, I see you, you know, I hear you, you know, all of this stuff. And I was like, oh my Hmm. God. Like, I thought we was going to get married. I did. I thought we was going to get married. Um, and then her husband <laughs> was in the room. <laughs> just like, that's why I married her. Or 
No, I, I feel like that's exactly what his sentiment was. Like, she got every man in this place. Eating out of her hand, possibly needing a, a fresh cup of her bath water to but rinse. That <laughs> makes him feel like the man because she chose. It's like, obviously, I could have anybody. Yeah. But I chose you. I chose you. As a, imagine the feeling as a guy to have that feeling. Like yeah. she has a crowd of men in here, like, like just on it. Like literally looking at her like she was not on the floor, like she was floating. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even, it wasn't like, it wasn't a sexual thing. It wasn't any of that. It was just like you knew who she was in the room. So there was no question, and it was immediate, and it was instant. But anyway, that type of vibe, like me and that person, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Like because I I don't even know how. Like it's like if Bruce Lee was gonna punch you. <laughs> By the time you thought about Bruce Lee punching you, Bruce Lee had already punched, punched. you. Yeah. Yeah. So we were friends, and that's that vibe. Like that's you know what that vibe is like to me when you know some, you and somebody gonna be friends. Mm-hmm. Like y'all gonna be cool. Um. So the like why 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 do we even need friends in the first place? Like I was reading an article about that. Ooh, do tell. Yes. I'm interested. But but continue about your thought. Yeah, like, I mean, when I think of friends or, like, the purpose of a friend is, I mean, I don't know, honestly. I I don't know. I don't necessarily have a, a way that I say that my friends are that important, but that's probably because I'm a fairly detached person. You know, if you don't understand why I'm a detached person, go back and listen to the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I will just say, when you have lost a person that, you know, held a certain, like, rank with you, if you are forced to detach, you know, to detach from that, then you could detach from anything. You could be very detached from other human beings because you've had to deal with that, you know, early, you know, or when you did. So I think that definitely had an effect on me being detached as a person. And, like, I think a friend, in my opinion, is, like, it's just who riding with you. You know what I mean? Everybody's not going to be there forever. Like, everybody's not going to take every ride with you. You know what I mean? And so your friends are the people who are there, the people who are riding with you, but the friends, but your friends are also people who, um, when they're not riding with you, you're thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they're not there in that moment, that's also who you think about. And they're the people that are with you and the people that you carry with you. But you also, like, because you said you are are a detached person. 
um, or consider yourself detached. Um, it was, but, and how people are defining or saying the reason why we need friendship is because we need that sense of feeling connected. So I found the article and um, it says, we're wired to connect with others. So platonic connections are fulfilling. They improve our sense of self and allow us to feel affirmed, connected, and like we belong. That's why people have friends <clears throat> or find the importance of friends. That makes me think about just friendship as a part of like our development as humans. Because you have different friendships, like when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Friend, kids have those happy friendships, right? It's like it's just life. Like any any time I'm with this friend, it's happy. Mm -hmm. It's happiness, good times. Like as a child, mm -hmm. have you ever been asked, "Do you want to go see your friend such and such?" And you're like, "Nah, I'm good." I'm in my feelings about something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> Billy could smack you in the face <laughs> with a toy, you know, and you are just completely upset and the parents just leave. You know, they're like, oh, he's never going to calm down as long as we stay here. Let's take him home. And then you buckle him in the car and, um, you know, that you're the the levers in the car, the stairs on the porch, and the kid. Someone says to one of the kids, say bye to such and such, and then the other one who's leaving is like, why do we have to leave? <laughs> I want to be with Billy. Like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that's how quick the the forgetfulness of, like, the, the flaws or the mishaps or issues you have as friends are, like, so, yeah. It's as like a kid, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, 99.99999% nine of the time, you're happy with your friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then that shift happens at, what, preteen, teenager, yeah. where you start having friend breakups. Yeah. Friendship becomes like blood sport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, my expectations of you as a friend are X, Y, Z. Your initial expectations of them as a friend when you were a child was to exist. The bar was low. <laughs> you are here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn, my bar for friends is still really low because, yeah, all I require is your existence, <laughs> you know, and I consider you to be a potential friend at least. Um. But yeah, when you start having expectations for your friends, like, um, what what does he say? Um, what is it? My, gosh, I, um, something about your friends, your friends, uh, enemies of enemies are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that starts to become your expectation of your friends is like, you know, enemies of enemies are friends. Like I will be friends with you just because you don't like the same person yeah. I don't like. 
because my expectation is is that those who are riding with me, they don't like who I don't like. I think that's a major point of division in like at that level because I'm not going to stop being friends with somebody because you don't like them. That that was that was never me. I could I don't do well in gangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that brings up that point because um, I asked you sometime before where does where do you consider loyalty in friendship? And you said you don't. Yeah, loyalty is not a word that I use often. I don't really use it to describe my relationships with people, like. I'm more likely to use it in the form of brand loyalty than I am <laughs> like human loyalty to one another. But it's it's really like loyalty, trust, you know, those are things that I don't necessarily use because I think those things trust? are trust. Where this <laughs> you don't use like trust? Think about that. Trust, my good, my, <laughs> my good friend, is an illusion. <laughs> Trust, yeah. It's the definition of it. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but, while yeah, let me explain why I don't necessarily, um, you know, describe things in reference to loyalty or use the word, like, trust in a sense or don't necessarily believe in trust. I think trust is an illusion. Um. I think that we talk about trust as if trust is something magical, but before we get into it, go ahead say say the definition of trust. The literal, the literal trust. definition of trust. Firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. I think the word that really makes was that uh, Merriam-Webster. Where did this come from? Oxford. Oxford defines friends as that. And I think the one word that sticks out to me is reliability or reliable. What what was the was reliability? Reliability. Because I don't think that trust is a real thing because or the, I think a better word would be something like reliability because you can only trust me to do what you have observed me doing. Like, that's you, you can't trust me to do things that you haven't seen me do. Like, trust, right. all you're doing is saying that I have observed a person's behavior enough to think or believe that they will reliably do the same thing if I was not present. Like, I could count on that. I could build on that. If you did something and I had, if you did something in five seconds, right, and every time you did that thing, it took you exactly five seconds to do that thing, and if I had to make a judgment call about something that would perfectly align with you know, you and your five seconds, I could do that. And in most cases, you would do exactly what you did before. You would do the thing in five seconds, and then I would have my timing. Like, you know, like they say, you could set your clock by people. Um, so, yeah, you've just observed 
a behavior and now you believe that that behavior will reliably happen whether you are present or not. What's magical about that? The sun's going to rise. You trust the sun to rise. If it didn't rise, I mean, that would be the least of your worries. True. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, that's all you're saying when you say you trust somebody, you, you know, and, and really when it comes down to it, the way that we talk about trust with a positive, um, like connotation, the positive connotation only comes from the fact that what you trust them to do is beneficial to you. That's why it has a positive connotation is because what you are doing benefits me. What I can count on you doing is beneficial to me. That's why I, you know, give me these butterfly feelings in my stomach, trust you. Like that positivity towards saying that you trust Butterflies actually equal anxiety, not a good feeling. Yep. Um, But what maybe the anxiety is, I'm starting to trust that you are going to do something and I'm going to depend on that. And that brings me anxiety because I'm actually relying on you too. I will begin to rely on you because you have been observably reliable. So I trust you. That's what trust, in my opinion, means. Yeah. So you don't look for trust. No. In friendship. I don't know. It's just. mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to like. I mean, I I don't screen my friends by their. by the reliability of their behavior. I I screen my friends more like, again, are we dancing well? (laughs) Yeah, I guess with... Because I... So I do consider trust. Like, the people who know me, that trust has been evaluated well, not evaluated, but you know, I there's no doubt that I can trust uh, that I can't trust them. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I told you. I I mean, I think for me, if if I trusted anything and had faith in anything, it's just the faith that things are gonna work out. <laughs> so. Every person that I come across, in some way, shape, or form, their purpose is to move things in a direction of everything working out. Um, it's the same way, uh, you know, Christians say all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So they believe that, you know, all of this stuff that's going on. Like, no matter how bad it is or how good it is or whatever, like, they believe that everything works that way. So that's 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 the level of confidence. It's funny because, again, you know, I was raised Christian. Maybe that's where that comes from. But maybe it's not, for me, any longer attached to, you know, the biblical entity. It is just that it's going to work out in my favor, like, period. 
it's, it, there's not a requirement of me loving the Lord for it to work out for me. It's that's your faith. Yeah, yeah, that's my faith. So I don't. I think maybe I don't have a lot of trust, but I have a lot of faith, and our faith and trust the same thing. That's I don't know. Is it considered? <laughs> um, I yeah, I would imagine those two are closely related. You know, I got that uh, the faith. The size of a mustard seed that can move mountains. It says, um, and this is, well, I'm just pulling up the first definition. Yeah. And this is from Seattle Christian Counseling. A faith? No, we're not going to let a faith-based organization <laughs> define faith. You're going to have to find Oxford on that one. <laughs> You're going to find Merriam-Webster because they're going to be objective about it. <laughs> it's interesting because <laughs> most of the articles is... From um, the Christian perspective. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I can rock with what people believe is, is right for them. This is interesting because is that, because I typed in faith versus trust. Is faith always associated with religion? It's faith always. Okay, so faith. Well, here we are. Faith. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So faith is trust. Yeah. So in this definition from the counseling, it says faith comes from our belief system and is therefore permanent. Trust doesn't come from our belief system. Trust is built through our relationship with someone we build over a period of time and is therefore not permanent. But who who says that? Who who did that come from? That came from the Christian counseling. Yeah, so trust is they're putting a timeline like a time requirement on trust. And like I guess if you do that then you can't be, or you can't trust somebody that you have not spent a significant amount of time with. But what do you account for if you was on the battlefield during war and you came up on somebody that was wearing the same flag you was wearing? Are you not quickly going to trust that person in the middle of a battlefield where you could lose your life or you could build a squad to cooperate with? But that person had an, an identifier it created an instant relationship it didn't say how long that it needed it said over a period of time a period of time is a second okay that's fair I don't think that's what they meant but <laughs> <laughs> and ooh, but that, I could take that argument to court though but yeah true <laughs> uh but but Take what you just said, which is really dope, too, because when you think about friendships and how friendships are established, when you meet a friend of a friend, they are like the the established symbol. Yeah, it's, it's crew love. Yeah, so when you bring a new friend in, that's something that you, you actually have to think about. You, you know, have you ever been in a situation where you got to think about 
who you were going to bring someone around, like that question of who all going to be there. Hell, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the evaluation. Yeah. It's yeah. like, does their energy match that crowd? Mm-hmm. Mm, nah, that's not the one to ask. That's not the <laughs> one. <laughs> it's like going to a concert, and you know what kind of music you're going to listen to. And it's like, am I going to bring a friend that don't really like that kind of music? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to find the friend that I know is going to be equally as enthused about this kind of music as me? So there is that screening process or yep. period for like who you're going to bring your friends around. So that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. The concept of your friends and, and screening and your friends being passes for other people to come in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to treat you... If we go... Oh, like, like, okay, let me go extra hood on this one. Hold on. Let me speak very clearly and enunciate and talk about my very hood story. <laughs> um, so the hood story is like when you go somewhere and somebody brings a friend along, right? And you, like, walk into the club. You know, you walking into the club together with your boys. There's somebody with you that you don't know or have, maybe have not met or not spent much time with, and you walking through. And like, let's say the person that you don't know is right in front of you, and you know you're just walking. Everybody coming in, you looking around. Somebody starts to like hop up. You know what I mean? On, on the person in front of you. Now, mind you, this is not somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. But they're a friend of a friend. And somebody, you know, starts getting all rah-rah or whatever, you know, yelling. Like they're going back and forth. They're exchanging words or whatever. And then it gets physical. What do you do? Like, that's my boy's boy. I don't know him. But, like, if it was your boy, you know, before you thought, you would have been in the middle of it. Right. But that's your boy's boy, so there's a moment of pause to think about this. I don't know him. So what do you look for? Like, I, I'm probably looking for the response of my boy mm-hmm. <laughs> to see if, uh, you know, he going to jump in. But what if what if he's distracted by a girl at the bar or something like that, and now his boy's over here getting his ass whipped, and now I'm sitting here like, am I supposed to? Well, I think, so <laughs> the the response will be different based off of your age. Yeah. If you are mm-hmm. the age you are now and with the responsibilities, that event, you're going to be right. I don't know you, and I don't know if you always act like that, and people are just <laughs> looking. <laughs> so you, you, have a, you have a bigger evaluation. You know, the older you get, the higher your price is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> so if you're younger... You know, teen in teenager in your early twenties, you're like, you know, I see somebody because I'm associated with them now. It might be go. I'm not thinking about it. Or you may look and it's like, does my boy see it? If he about to go in, all right, I'm in. But when you're older at this age, mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah, we don't we don't <laughs> share no blood or bills, <laughs> so. uh yeah, I nah. Yeah, you you're definitely right about that one. Cause now at this point, my my kids, uh, nah, 
I can't. Your like, price is way too high. You yeah, need to cut it. Cut that friendship <laughs> off. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is like, are you really my friend if you put me in a situation or around people that whether they know that they like that or they don't. But if that's your boy, if that's your friend, you'll know if they like that or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a real uh that's a real question like that. If you was really my friend. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have we had this conversation like <laughs> with a parent or somebody who is like a guidance uh, of guidance to you and they ask you that question, well if they were really your friend dot 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 and you're like whatever they're about to say is going to burn and you're like listen I have built my whole existence to this point on this house of cards that depends on that person's card being right here as my friend and you're about to ruin that (laughs) you're about to tumble my house of cards because you're going to prove to me that my friend the person I said was my friend is not my friend um I do not, I think I was uh, watching the uh, interview I was watching earlier, um, The Drink Chance and Kanye, Mm -hmm. when he was talking about um, if you were in a position where, let's say you was dating somebody and you had a suspicion that something was going on and you bought it to the person and they, you know, played it down, played you you're crazy, like, no, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm going to give you another chance and we're going to stay together, but I'd like, don't don't accuse me of that ever again. Like, you work it out. They tell you, no, it wasn't, like, it wasn't what it looked like, blah, 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 yada, yada, whatever the case is. Somebody comes to you with a piece of proof that what you thought was real. Like, what is that worth to you? Mm-hmm. To, to have that piece of grounding sanity that you were not crazy in that moment where you, you know, said what you said, felt what you felt about a situation, but now you have that piece of evidence. You have that piece of evidence. Like, what, what would you do for that? Like, you do anything. Like, you do, I mean, you do a lot of things you probably wouldn't do in any other moment, just to have that proof. Why? Just Valid- to be like... <laughs> to, no, I mean, it's to validate the um, the intuition Yeah. that, that you have. Um, it's to answer that question that you've been asking someone, the universe. Um, but yeah, people make you feel crazy about that intuition, too, because when mm-hmm. you say, oh, I feel something, and people are like, man, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's something. It's like no, it ain't nothing. It's like that. That person is not X Y Z. You know, it's not. Yeah, like you're being yeah. weird if you have <clears throat> like don't trust your intuition. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust any of that um, at all. Qualities that make a good friend. Now we already talked about one that I, I like to kill quickly is trustworthiness because mm-hmm. like I said for me I can only trust you to be oh well I'll, I'll give you my real spiel when somebody wants to talk to me about trust so I can be very clear with you not you but you 
who are listening. <laughs> um, again, is everybody a friend? You know, as long as you haven't shown me you are not a friend, I assume you're a friend. Um, do I trust you? Absolutely not. Like, no. But yes, <laughs> I trust you. I keep my trust in a certain place. I trust you to be a human being. That's what I trust. When I see you, I, I mean, that's the one thing I will trust is that you are a human being. And it's like, oh, what does that mean? Think about the worst person you've ever met in your life that you know to have factually existed. Then think about the best person you have ever known or heard of in your life that you know to have factually existed. Those are your boundaries. A human being can be anything between those two boundaries. So that's mm -hmm. what I do trust of every person is that they are human and that they will behave like humans. The best of them and the worst of them. They're capable of all of it. It's just their choice where they choose to spend their, you know, the majority of their time on that, you know, scale. So uh, you finished reading that list of quality, but I want to put this out there before I completely forget that I have this question. Um, with you approaching pretty much everyone as a friend from the jump, right? That's how you... Yeah. So what I want to know what ends that, like, <laughs> you're a friend, everybody's a friend... What uh, needs to be true for that to stop okay. for you? So I want to know that part. Yes. Um, okay. So this, this list, trustworthiness, honesty, empathy, and loyalty. So these were just a, a, a few on that list. So That's not your list, though, right? No. This was just a generic list. I think this was uh, a shared list. So what has to be true for me to tell? Because I've already kicked out trust. So I can, I'm saying that. You can that, take out loyalty. Yeah, you can take out loyalty. Um, honesty, empathy. I mean, I, I guess the reason why I don't require any of these, because when I think about like, when I think about what trusting a human to be a human being is, <clears throat> human like the above all, save your own children, self-preservation is like your highest priority. So what you may do in a situation where your life is in danger. Or, you know, it, it could be something much more minor than your life being in danger, but just preservation of a standard that you want to keep. You will do what serves that end. So why say I require all of these things in a, of a person when I know that in a worse situation, it's rare that you can count on those things from a human being? Like, if they had to protect their life, how trustworthy are they going to be? Game theory. 
how loyal are they going to be if they have to protect their own lives? It's like when they say an animal's chasing you. You ain't got to be the fastest one. You just can't be the slowest one. So if we all running away from something, if I don't have to be the fastest, I just need to not be the slowest, that means I'm going to keep running my ass the fuck away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the one that's the slowest is who's going to get eaten. So what? Um, what connect? Oh, another question is coming mm-hmm. up now. Mm-hmm. What connects you to a person then? Like, because to me, I'm hearing for you to be my friend, I expect nothing from you. You just nothing. Like, I feel like what is the, what is that emotional connection like? Is it just the vibes, like a? It's the algorithm of life. Okay. So what connects me to a person or a friend is my, I guess, reliance, my trust, and just the algorithm of life. You said trust. I know. Oh, your trust on life. I trust the algorithm of life. (laughs) You don't trust people. I trust the algorithm. (laughs) I don't trust the people. Exactly. I trust the algorithm of life, meaning if we are, like, people orbit, you know what I mean? We ain't orbiting each other. We're orbiting something, in my opinion. What that is, the universe, whatever, like, whatever you want, whatever words you want to describe it. We are all orbiting something, right? Or not right, whatever whatever the fuck you think, excuse me. You know what I mean? But for me, we're all orbiting something, and our orbital paths come close to each other's. You know what I mean? And, like, there's a lot that determines those orbital paths. So when we are orbiting whatever we're orbiting, if our paths come close together and they stay close together for a long period of time, we were supposed to be there. That's the connection. Our connection is back to, you know... Like uh, Abraham Hicks might say, source energy. Like mm-hmm. that's what's that at that center that we're we're orbiting. And if we just happen to be close together for a long period of time, it's because you know we're orbiting source energy, and that's just the way our past took. So I enjoy that. Every single person that's in my space, my space, our space, the space that we share in close proximity, like they're supposed to be there. Yeah, so I think I think we pretty much are the same way. It's just that we apply our filters at different times. Yeah. So that goes yeah. back to the question is like what needs to be true for people to get thrown out of that filter? I don't have to do nothing. I don't they don't get thrown out of the filter. The orbit changes. <laughs> <laughs> The orbit changes. If we move further away from each other, you know what I mean? That orbit okay, changes. Okay, so let's, algorithm let's, let's, let's get techie and go into the data analysis. Have you noticed any trends of when the orbit changes people? Like, are there any trends or has every rotate where somebody rotated out has been a completely different story or has it, has it had a common theme? To it, because that'll create your list. Okay, well, 
I mean, I don't have a tendency. I mean, when I think about it, it's rare that I am the person that is pushing a person out of a friendship. Like, I just don't expect that much of people that I don't have to push people out of friendships. I just had a long conversation with somebody who was telling me that they disliked someone who had done something bad to me still, and I was cool with that person. Like, really cool with that person. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I get why you're upset because anybody who cares about me would know what that particular situation and time period felt like, but I have chosen not to give that period of time that energy anymore, that it keeps me bound in a certain place in my relationship with someone. So I'm rarely the person who pushes people out of friendships. Um, Sometimes I question whether, you know, I guess people would say or the term like whether I am taken advantage of because of this. Um, But I just know in my own mind, in my own space, that when I'm ready to stop giving, I'm going to stop giving. Like if that changes your orbital trajectory, you know, and you move away from me because I stopped giving, like, nah. I mean, I do take into consideration those habits. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that goes. So, yeah, I, I'm. Rel- it's rare that I am the person who pushes a person out of a friendship, or you know, as you say, what has to be true in order for that, you know, to to end. Um, they go. Like I stay in my my space all the time. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna let you change. I'm, I want to be a friend to everyone in my space. I'm not going to let your behavior change that about me because my peace comes from me being able to be peaceful with other people. You know, that's me. Yeah. So uh, my thought kept coming and going. I'm sorry. But with that, (laughs) (laughs) my 60 second attention span, Um, (laughs) with that, it's... uh, (laughs) um, It's defining what energy you want for yourself. Yes. Right? So if that person, whoever the friend is, their energy is no longer that same energy you want for yourself, you still consider, like, to wait? Since you was like, I'm not the one who leaves the friendship. People leave the friendship. I think in, like, if if energetically, you know, high vibrational energy was at the top of a scale and low vibrational energy was at the bottom of a scale, I feel like as a human being, like I said, I contain the whole scale. You know, if they are on some lower energy stuff, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. still going to connect with the lower energy stuff on my scale. But how much time do I consciously spend in that low energy portion of the scale? That Not a lot. So they may be connected. They may still be there. But I'm not consciously spending the time down there. I'm consciously spending the time where I feel the best, you know, as much as I possibly can. You know, so they might be there. 
And again, no love, like when, when I'm in that low vibrational space, I'll say hi and I'll probably question whether this is the place that I want to be in, <laughs> you know, because I'm seeing you. So maybe I go somewhere else, um, like on my vibrational scale. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I really have, um, I have pushed myself to just be me and not let what other people do change me. Right. Yeah. So, like, if I, again, if I want to be friendly all the time, just know that it's a choice. Like, mm-hmm. don't think that I'm being friendly just because I have no choice and it's the only thing that, that I can do. Um, the... <laughs> Now I'm all on this Instagram post that I saw uh, was on the Alpha Motivation page where a guy talks about how, you know, you should be dangerous. Like, you should be dangerous. You have to be dangerous. If you're not dangerous, then it may, if you're not capable of being dangerous, then what does your restraint from being dangerous mean? It like if I don't um if you slap me and I don't slap you back and I was not even capable of slapping you back, then me not slapping you back don't mean shit. If you slap me and I could full well like drop you and I don't drop you, that's a choice. That's powerful. Cause I could have done a lot, but I didn't. If you standing there holding back, uh, uh, you know, a little kid blowing versus standing there holding back a hurricane force wind, those are two different things. So I choose to be friendly. Mm. You know, I choose to because that's that's how I see my mastered self all the time. Okay. Like you are no threat to me at all. If you and that's the the dopest thing about it is, like people fear so many things, but it's not a lot that I'm trying to hold on to. Do you feel like you've gotten to the point um, where you can filter out the people that are taking advantage of your friendliness? I would have to believe that they could take advantage of my friendliness. Like, but honestly, I, I don't. Like, I, I'm I'm on that, um, I'm on that stuff like uh if you tried to take advantage of my friendliness, like let's put it in the context of something physical. So if if I got money. And you think you are taking advantage of me by getting more and more money from me. The way that I think about it is that you could take that money from me, but what you're taking from me is coming back ten times over. So there'll be more. And if you think that you're getting over on me, I'll like, I'll never feel it. Like because it's coming in ten times faster than you could take it. That's how I feel about it. Like so, I'm not gonna let you. Like, you do your thing. Try your best. Like, if there's malicious intent, like, again, 
many Christian references in this episode. It might be like church. Maybe we should just call this one church. Um, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You know, it didn't say the weapons wouldn't form. It just said that they wouldn't prosper. prosper. So you're going to be there and I can see you. You know, I can see the weapon, but it's not going to prosper at the end of the day. So I'm not like, I'm not changing up my energy. Like, I am, I don't know, like, I can't remember. Yeah, it, it, it's just like the Reiki session. It won't superhero energy. It was God energy. Yeah. So that that's the same type of, like, thought processes. I promise you can't harm me. Like, and that's even I for- I was in my zone back then. Yeah. See, <laughs> I hope this is a reminder, you know, to get you back shooting in the gym. Um, but yeah, like, that's that's legit. And I think the thing about that, and this, this you know, this may get into, um, you know, I guess a little bit of a less bright place, but- even for you to fear losing your life puts you in a space of vulnerability because you will cling to your life, you know what I mean, in a certain way. Like we talked about self-preservation being the end of, you know, trustworthiness, loyalty, <laughs> like honesty, empathy. A lot of those things go out the window for people when their life is in danger. Mm-hmm. When when it's like, I don't even know what, uh, like, I appreciate every bit of this life, but this life has a place too. And if you're capable of taking it from me, it was supposed to be taken. So that's the, that's the, the I guess, approach to it is like, you just can't harm me. Like, you can't harm me. Like, this is just a, a a temporary form that I'm in. So when you take me off this place, where am I going? I don't know, but it's I feel like it's going to be somewhere dope. <laughs> <laughs> so why do I have to, to fear? Like, I'm I'm out there playing, um, playing like Mario with extra lives. <laughs> you run through the course a little bit faster. You jump a little, you know, like differently, but you're experiencing things and you're finding things and you're discovering things and so on. But it's just like, I don't have to constantly worry about that. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that sounds out there to some ears, mm -hmm. you know, hearing yeah, that. But I believe other people feel the same way. But they just won't say it because we know how the world is where it's like, you know you have that invincible feeling. Like, I cannot be harmed. Nothing will pro prosper. But it's going to be people that are going to push, push you intentionally because they know you feel that way. They are going to intentionally try to win that big stuffed teddy bear because they defeated that carnival game of you know yeah yeah there's there's always people that's gonna uh poke the bear uh and create whether you know 
They're going to create conflict, whether it be for, um, you know, jealousy, like whatever the reason may be. They, they just, I got to test that limit to see what is it that you want to prove that you could break me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that you can do something like, I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, That's what all like superhero. Um, yeah. Movies are movies, about. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Kendrick Lamar. The one in front of the gun lives forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, if you think about that from both sides of it, and again, experience relativity with the thought, the one in front of the gun lives forever, right? So you kill them, you know what I mean? And, and they live forever. The thought of them is always there. They're the person who was killed, shot, whatever you say. Mm-hmm. So the story always lives on. But just think about it. From the perspective of the person who is behind the gun pulling the trigger, that person is gone and their life is gone. Is it possible for them to sort of never, <laughs> like, if it was going to make them feel bad, they would have to care that that person's name would continuously live on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's always going to be it, right? They would have to care. If they were short-sighted enough, they'd just be like, I solved my problem. I got rid of that person. Mm. And don't ever think any further into the fact that I took a person's life for any of that stuff. Well, he says everybody, what is it, everybody going to respect the shooter? Mm-hmm. But the one in front of the gun is ever. The one in front of the gun. <laughs> All right. Um, conflict. Conflict. <laughs> What's conflict? What is, what is that? Conflict. How do you resolve conflict? Among friends, so we I guess we mm-hmm. touched on this when you talk about who how like what is the criteria for it to end what's the criteria for it to end mm-hmm. um yeah and, and conflict resolution amongst friends because I don't know if some people don't resolve conflict, some people have conflict and Deuces, they Chris Brown it on out of there. Either that or they try to like wipe it out, put it in the trash and just the friendship or just don't talk about the thing anymore. Yeah. Don't talk about the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely people who don't talk about the thing anymore. I'm a don't talk about the thing anymore kind of person, but only to say it happened. We will talk about this and we will move on. Like, I'm okay with talking about it, like, once, maybe twice. When you hit me with the third time, ooh, that's, <laughs> yeah, I have friends that, that, that know. Like, once you hit me with the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, like, look, you know you don't have to be here. So you can choose to walk away at any time. I am going to be who the, like, I'm going to be who I am. <clears throat> so with that, they, is that can still considered a friend? Like, if they keep bringing it up, like, if it continues to be an issue, do you want that energy? And you're like, 
all right. But you know. I would say they are a friend who is at that stage in their development. You know what I mean? Like that, and, and maybe that's a okay. good way to put it. They're in that stage of their development, but do you necessarily need to be there? Like, do you need friendship can be seasonal and it's okay. Like there are things that are seasonal. Yeah. People, some people are seasonal. Yeah. But what controls the season? Not me. That's why, I, again, I'm not the person that... I think that may be like a trigger, that the, that the season <laughs> is um, the, the season is ending. Like, yeah. after you start developing patterns and everything, and these patterns aren't necessarily positive patterns. They're going, they're trending in the, in the red. And it's like it's like a business. Like, all right, I guess it. This may the writing's on the wall. It's time to give it up. It's no longer a need there. Yeah, that makes sense. That you know, if you, I mean, if you look at it like that, uh, in thinking from a business perspective, yeah, when you go in the red and you stay in the red, and I ain't trying to be in the red because I was close to being in the black, like. Yeah, but I mean, I, there's no but. It is what it is. <laughs> like, and, and and I guess I'm just gonna move how I move. I think that I naturally move, you know, away from the negativity. So, like, you could be a shit bag, but be a positive. <laughs> like, if you're a positive shit bag, we probably be okay. I'm not gonna put you in a position where I have to be the. The on the negative end of your shit bag stick, but if you're a positive shit bag, it is what it is. Like, if you a thief, I ain't never gonna bring nothing valuable around you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But as long as you you're not negative Nancy while you're um, gallivanting around with your thievery, <laughs> like I'm good. Um, toxic. Ooh, this is a a. Well, it was a buzzword. I feel like it's dying down now. Like Toxic. Yeah, but I think, you know, toxic has only been replaced with narcissist. Like, narcissistic. Motherfuckers had to get, sorry, I apologize for the curse word, but motherfuckers did have to get real. <laughs> uh, you just couldn't be toxic. You had to be a narcissist. Because people started going to therapy. That's yeah. where it came from. And you know, one of the—that's fine. I mean, it's it's good. It's good to become educated. But the reality of that is, uh, which I was I was quite excited to see this post on Instagram where a guy was talking about like, first of all, to be a narcissist. You actually, it requires, huh? The definition does not sound bad. Exactly. <laughs> so to be declared a narcissist, and I'm going to have you give the, the definition in just a second, but to be a narcissist, like in the way that people use it, there has to be like a clinical diagnosis of that. So go ahead with the definition of narcissist. <laughs> I love saying that. Uh, narcissism. Personality qualities include thinking very highly of oneself, 
needing admiration, believing others are inferior, and lacking empathy for others. So the first part isn't bad. Yeah. When you get to um, lacking empathy and, and, and what is it? Thinking others are beneath you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> needing admiration. Needing admiration. I mean, see, that's where you get into the realities of all human beings. Like, all human beings need admiration. Some form of admiration, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You, you want to... You get that feeling that you're being admired. Yeah, you. That's why people want partners. That's yeah. why people. Yeah, they want these relationships is because they. That's the need for admiration. I mean, this I got it. In my DM, say I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and that's admiration, right? <laughs> but that's exactly. I was like, uh, I got it. I got it bad. Like I got that. Like. I like to earn my admiration, but like I like to be admired. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that, that could also uh, be a good explanation as to uh, why if I ain't going to do something well, I ain't going to do it at all. Because I'm like, I'm not going out here and get no 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I need A pluses, plus pluses yeah. with gold stars and, and treats. Yeah, if you're going to put it out there, it's like I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. Um, so the first half of narcissism mm-hmm. does not sound, you know, Sounds not like really me. negative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like, if anybody ever thought I was a narcissist, I'm definitely not a narcissist. I feel like. King empathy. Yes. Like <laughs> I, I, all the time I'm like, man, I don't want to feel for this person, but I do <laughs> like yeah, I can. That's you know I have empathy too, but something just recently with you, I'm like, dude, this isn't your problem. Why are you feeling like this? Like, mm-hmm. like I just like why are you so round? <laughs> this is this ain't got nothing oh, to do with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> Yes, I do. I was. I was riled up for someone else who was going through something, and it just made me big mad. Yeah, I'm like... Because <laughs> I can't stand to see... When, like, I cannot stand to see when, one, a woman is mistreated, two, a black woman is mistreated, and then three... When a black woman is mistreated by a white man, yeah. like, I mean, I don't. Who who does? And I'm a, I'm a black woman. Yeah. I don't want to see any of that. But I guess because I'm a black woman and you know I deal happened. with it yeah. and I feel it, sometimes I need to turn that shit off. Like I don't have capacity for anybody else's. It's like I'm I'm. I'm sorry we go through this. Maybe that's why people like you were there. It was like, all right, well, you take that energy because yeah. I don't have the capacity to deal with it. That's why we need, us as black women, we need allies. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You need allies because I was ready to pull up. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I think y'all need people to pull up sometimes because like, sometimes y'all have gotten so used to just dealing with it that you need somebody to pull up. Now, mind you, I done pulled up for this person 
mm-hmm. couple times. Like, couple times pulled up for this person and, yeah, had, you know, when, when I went, when I ran through that again with other people, like, you know, my trusted advisors, they came back to me and was like, you, um, you have to watch who you stick your neck out for because the same people wouldn't stick their neck out for you. So if it was, you you have to, like you said earlier in reference to these friendships, you have to evaluate <laughs> that situation. You, like I gave you my hood scenario. Mm-hmm. You have to evaluate what you're going to do. And like you said, it's perfect. What's your price? Yeah. yeah. Your, your, your worth versus, versus them. Yeah. Especially if it's, I'm coming with the trends again. If you have mm. that data and things trends is like every six months we're here. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like hold up. <laughs> it's it I mean, hold up. Like yeah. you just gotta do some 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 analysis of situations and you identify a trend and you act accordingly. And that goes for the party that the the party that's directly involved in those situations and for you. Like which one of you is going to uh, actually take the action that needs to be taken in order to to handle the situation? Yeah, that's that whole thing with friends. Like, true friendship is when you start noticing those trends. Yeah. And you're like, do I let them be an adult or do I step in? Like, where is my, where is my place right now? Ooh. Have you ever had a friendship end not by either party in the friendship? It was another party that caused it to end. Mm-mm. I mean, like, just not, not, and I'll give you my example. So I don't have a lot of male friends. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, not the biggest fan of males, but it is what it is. All right, so uh Since the man that produced three of them. Yeah, those are my dogs though. Like that's what life had to do. They had to give me those three so that it would be some dudes in the world that I liked. <laughs> you know, I got my small circle of male friends that I actually like. <laughs> and they're my son. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it extends beyond my sons for a small number of males. Um but yeah, so all right, I had, when I was working on a boat, um, and I'll never forget this. Like, never, never, ever will I forget this dude. Uh, first of all, his last name was my mother's maiden last name, Robinson. And uh, his first name was Daniel, Daniel Robinson. And uh, he used to rap, and his rap name was Seven. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So um, we were working on a boat in Italy together, and um, like we bonded over music. So we legit would just go album for album for album, old albums, new albums. Like it was just crazy, like music all day, to the point where 
we developed this obsession with knowing songs that were sampled in current music. Mm, mm-hmm. So it was like we used to listen to music to the point of like when people talk about Kanye West and how he come in with thousands and thousands and thousands of songs. Like it takes like what a half a day to upload his music library when he gets into the studio and then like whatever. Like once it's all loaded up, then you got to sit and listen through all of it. <laughs> like all these songs, all this music, just so he could make a beat. Mm-hmm. So we used to listen to music like that. Um, and then from the music, it just sort of branched out into just conversation about life and then just wanting to experience different things. So we were in uh, Italy and like, you know, we would go to uh, Mount Vesuvius. Like, I, I wasn't into none of that stuff at that time. I didn't know where I was. I was more geeked about the fact that I was in Italy and I wanted to yeah. see the the um, the Colosseum because I loved Gladiator. We were so into music, and he was like, "Yo, we should go to the ballet. Like, mm-hmm. why not go to a ballet in Rome? Mm-hmm. Who? How many people could say that they went and saw ballet in Rome?" So we, you know, we was getting tickets going to ballet in Rome. This is my dude. And like, it was stuff that would go on, like family stuff, all this stuff. You know, in this brief period of time, I think I was on that boat for like seven or eight months, something like that. From two men, I don't know if two men, (laughs) like the only other males that I've told that like I love them that weren't in my family is like. You know, my friends that are friends that I've had my entire life as a kid, mm-hmm. like we had friends, shared friends, like, you know what I mean? And and like friends have passed away, mm-hmm. you know, and in that moment, you like, you know, you leave in, you, you hug, you don't know, you know, you already got that thought swirling in your mind, like, you know, I'm already not going to see one person ever again. Like, am I going to walk away from my boys that I really care about without saying, all right, love you, dog? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it was like, for me and this dude, we met on a boat. Like, so it's like, we don't really know each other like that. We don't have that timeline of like, I know you like that. But I would say he was definitely another male that I loved. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we left the boat. We never talked again. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I couldn't get in. I mean, we we talked here, there, but like at this point, I have no clue what this dude is. Mm-hmm. Like in the whole world, like whatever's going on. I, I hear he's still sailing, I think. I talked, the last person told me that he still sails. But I'm like, that was my boy. Like we would have been like best of friends, uh, you know, had we still been around each other. But for some reason, life took us in completely separate, different you know, directions, whatever. And like, never saw that dude again. And I'm like, I still get sad to this day. Like, cause I'm like, that dude was my boy. We never really had that like opportunity. So it's like, it's weird. Especially since you're older. Yeah. Yeah. How how life happened. Um, You should look him up. I mean, I've I've tried. I don't I don't know where the dude is. Like, I don't know where he is. We have one mutual friend. I've asked, and I'm like, yo, if you ever hear from him, tell him I'm looking for him. But I don't know. It's weird. It'd probably be weird now. Like to, I don't know. But see how weird it is that even like I I couldn't be more 
of a heterosexual male that is completely secure with my like sexuality, who I am as a person, all that. Like that dude, like that's a like that's an interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. Like from male to male. And that, that I think that's a key topic or difference between friendships is male friendships and female friendships. Yeah. Because with male friendships, it's like you all um, could go without talking to each other for like six months or a year, but then hook back up and it's just like you talk to each other daily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different for for women. Well, some women can't classify us all. Um but it's you stop talking to somebody and it's like you know after a certain time <laughs> things fade away and it's like oh, what's the need like they don't exist anymore <laughs> what's what's the need for it um for it anymore but yeah it's um I mean, even for a woman, of course, your friendships with men are different than your friendships with with women. So. Yeah, I would absolutely. Um, yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think, like I told you, um, I'm not the biggest fan of males. So every male friendship that I had, like significant friendship. It was an act, like it was a conscious act because I'm usually good. Like, I mean, the thing about me and like male friendships is just that usually there's just, there's no connection. There's no like connectivity. Like, I don't know, like what it is that that that's the tie that binds, like male that's friendships. That's so interesting. So when you, in the earlier part of the conversation, when you're saying the people you approach, you're automatically friends, you know, friends with them. But apparently, that's just applies to people that are women. Is but I think I that's an argument too. So oh oh shit! Can we all pretend like we're six and I just be able to simply say girls? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let let's for a moment. Um, I don't know. Six year olds are self identifying. <laughs> all right, can we like? I don't know what. Okay, three. <laughs> like three. All right, can we be three? And because I just don't. I told you. I just. Uh, I want to. I want to. And I don't think three year olds know the difference. Start. When did they start knowing the difference between, between a boy and a girl? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um. It. But it. But it's interesting because you have a filter on when it comes to men. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's because I don't like, or not. It's because like what I have come to understand is that what I would connect on with another human being, I don't really see that in men. Like, not a lot, but, not often. 
But I think like there are things that you would connect with other men. And this is me speaking as a woman that's around men a lot mm-hmm. in my profession and in life in general. Yeah. Um, being the only girl from my parents yeah. that my parents yeah. had. So it was um big male energy around <laughs> me. Um that men they connect over things like obviously sports. Yeah. Um, usually like music and maybe some techie things or some adult cartoon things. Like that's what that's what men connect. They have those type of, of friendships. Adult content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um that's where the type the type of friendships. What your women that you're friends with, it's a different type of connection. So it's like um, you you do have things to share with other men. Yeah, I think I can only uh, I can only really be around men who are going to challenge me to think differently, but intellectually challenge me to think differently. Not that should be your requirement for women too. No, I mean it is a requirement for women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Why require that for men and not? No, I I just what I'm saying is that a woman like a lot of the times inherently makes me think differently because I have to think about it from a different perspective. You know what I mean? Because it's a woman's perspective versus a man's perspective. Okay, a man's perspective. It's not your brain, women, and it's not your brain. What? <laughs> that is not the requirement. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for a male, it's just you gotta, you gotta, you either gotta reinforce something that I know to be true for me myself, you know, or you have to like introduce me to things that I didn't know. Like you we couldn't be playing in the same lane and I know everything you know and me feel like, you know, you gotta be doing something different. And then that different thing is what you can introduce me to or share with me that makes me ultimately be like, okay, yeah, that there's there's a purpose to that. But if if you can't do that for me, then oftentimes it's not it's just not gonna do anything for me as a as a male, like trying to have a friendship with another male. Hmm. It it goes back to that post that you you sent me the other day, because I definitely think that that's true with me and male friendships, like for sure. Like the the friend of charity. Oh yeah. What charity, um reciprocal. Yeah, and one was like the mentor. To yeah, there uh, uh, ascension, charity, reciprocal ascension. So I definitely know the charity, you know, male friends that I have. Um, I definitely know the reciprocal male friends that I have. I don't know my ascension, like I think my like. Hmm. Yeah, 
don't know. That like and maybe that's like sort of why I'm where I am right now in this period of sort of stagnation, but that stagnation was the remember the number, the number reading for this house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what that is. Not stagnation, mm. but you're gonna like you're gonna be in it. You're gonna be there. It's not gonna be a lot of change mm-hmm. in this space. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't I don't uh I don't well yeah, okay. Ascension friends. If I try to think about my ascension friends, uh male friends, Kelsey Hightower is definitely okay. an ascension male friend for me. Um I'm trying to think who else? Um, Dr. Rogers, and speaking of that, I need to reach out to him. Dr. Rogers from my executive academy, mm-hmm. the facilitator. Ooh, that dude's amazing. Love that guy. Love him. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, my the executive academy. The All the males I met in the executive academy, those are like friends. Those are definitely ascension friends for me. But the cool thing about it is when they look at me, they also, you know, see some of that ascension friend. Like they look at me sometimes when we would have conversations and, you know, these guys are older than me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're older than me. A lot of them by like 10, 10 years or more. And like they looked at me as a young dude who like shows a lot of promise, but is also crazy. <laughs> like a wild young boy like but I, I I think I changed a lot over the course of that program but yeah you did yeah you yeah you did that was like that was a boot camp yeah. growth episode for you shout out to ITSMF Executive Academy Dr. Rogers uh, my whole cohort the whole dang thing ITSMF it's my family <laughs> um, yeah like that was that was a great experience and I made a lot of friends that you know we will I think we'll forever look out for each other um we wrote a book together. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote a book. I'm a published author because of this group yeah. of people. Um, so, yeah. Just, I mean, crazy. But that was a lot of, like, ascension. That's you wrote about Popeyes, right? Yes, when I wrote about the Popeyes. And I walked in, and they didn't have sweet tea. And I started to be upset uh, because I wanted sweet tea with my combo. Don't tell them the whole thing. Make them read it. And Popeyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. His yes. son will be happy for a sponsor, Popeyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if Popeyes comes calling. Uh... And you know that um, it's kind of like, I guess this is uh, represents friend energy. When you were in that mode, like when you were with the academy and you had... Um, you had other responsibilities, like you, <laughs> as far as educating, and I think you were on your meditation game and everything. And it's, I mean, it that energy spawned outward because I felt like I was in a different energy <laughs> mode <laughs> then as well. Um, 
because around that around that whole time it was a lot going on, like a lot. Yeah. So the the uh, the title of the book is Understanding the Game of Executive Leadership: Strategies to Win, uh, and it is available on Amazon. Um, so support Check your the link board. in my bio. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but support Not your my board. bio. His bio. <laughs> support your boy. Uh, support uh, ITSMF uh, in the Executive Academy because it was an amazing experience. And me even being able to come and do something like this at this point, making an executive decision about what I want to do with my life and understanding that value when you choose to like give that to a corporation. But anyway, a good group of friends, male friends, that's rare for me to have established. I think that might be the ride out, yo. I don't know if it's gonna be another time in my life that I come together with that many males and establish genuine friendship. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if there's more for the rest of my life. It it may be, and that group may be the key to extending out to that. You know, it yeah. it may be that that starting point. So. It's kind of like, as an adult and navigating friendships, that's when I feel like you really have to evaluate, well, what's worth my time? What are those friendships that are worth my time um, for the growth of myself? And, like, for you, that one (laughs) is like, hey, if I'm going to dedicate, if I have this friend allotment time in my life, who am I going to dedicate some of that to? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a group that I'm, I want to make sure I keep, try to keep in contact with to say, check on, make sure they remember me, <laughs> let them know that I remembered them. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This, um, Yeah. It's just that that's definitely the group that it is. And I I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have an opportunity where I'll make that many friends. But when this podcast reaches the scale that it is, it's going to be a lot of males out there. I I feel like um, eventually once we start sharing some uh, some more things and and getting more into this journey of self-mastery and self-experts and getting folks that, you know, really spend that time trying to do that work on themselves, like men that do that, men that look at themselves in the mirror for real and know who they are. It don't mean you're going to be perfect. It just means that you looking at yourself and you recognizing that you're not always right, that you get outside of your head um, and, and really reflect upon yourself. So, like, that type of group of men, I think that's who the men that will gravitate towards this and want to talk about this. And hopefully that, you know, there'll be people that, that come and, you know, want to be on a podcast and want to talk about this this sort of self-mastery journey where, like, the key to that is really taking every opportunity to experience relativity and see uh, things differently than you see on a regular basis. So, yeah, I mean, this may be true that that season of rebuilding or building those authentic um, 
male friendships, masculine energy friendships. Because I think you're good on the feminine energy. Like, At you, capacity. You have, you, have um, <laughs> you know, for a man, I will say you have done a very good job to try to, to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's like now to balance to all things. Yes. <laughs> to balance. One of my favorite sayings <laughs> in the whole wide world, to all things there are a balance. Um, so, yeah. I think that balance of that period of time uh, where there was a heavy male presence was definitely good. Mm-hmm. Um, so. At this point, like just thinking about, you know, the whole point of having a conversation about friends and a big piece of that, you know, most of the time we look at friends, if we were going to sit here and discuss friends for, you know, an hour, you know, most of the time you're going to be talking about friends externally. Um, But really how often do we spend time thinking about what kind of friend we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think about friends from the external perspective a mm. lot, but how often do you think about that? Like, what kind of friend am I? You know what? Oh, my God. I have a very good example of that, right? So, um, you know, yesterday I went back home to be with my family to celebrate my grandmother's 96th birthday. And, um, you know, at birthdays, they have people come up and say words, right? And my grandmother, to our family, of course, and to the community, she's always been known like a mother, a mother to everybody, right? And um, everybody was getting up talking about how my grandmother has always, like, been there, how... They've, you know, they can easily come to her just praising her for the woman that she is and what she's done for, you know, for people. And I sat there and I listened and I'm like, can my grandmother say the same thing about them? Not saying she's not, she's not the woman that looks for that, but, you know, going looking ex you know looking within to see like you said what type of friend are you um it's like how do you, how do you do that like what do you what do you do to give you that self evaluation um i think really when it comes to me <laughs> This is probably the sad part about this is that um, what it's done is instead of making me like raise my bar, I guess, it has made me lower my bar for other people because I just I know I know who I am as a person like I know, you know, what. I guess what, like, I just want to be able to enjoy certain things and not, like, I guess have them be a big 
deal. Like I want freedom essentially is what it boils down to. I want freedom to make any decision that I want to make at any given time. So what that requires is to some degree for people not to expect you to do certain things. So because I want that freedom to make whatever decision I want to make at any given time, I expect that of other people. Or not that I expect that, I'm open to that. So I don't... um, when I evaluate myself as a friend, it makes me just adjust what I, how I evaluate other people as a friend. You know what I mean? Because freedom is a very important to me. It's a big thing to me. So the more um, sort of, the more I conform to to what I have to like be evaluated against if somebody was looking at me whether I was like a good friend like I'm just like no go do what you want to do like whatever it is don't worry about whether that meets a requirement for me and our friendship you know I don't need you to fulfill anything for me and a friendship unless you want to but you're big on empathy like you don't like stop yourself to try to do your like that evaluation. Am I being like fully empathetic to this person? Am I um, able to see their side of the story enough to form a? Um, I think evaluate evaluation. I think that empathy. Like we talked about before, I you know I I try to work through uh, you know the lens of empathy at all times. Um, but what I would say is that empathy doesn't always have to change your action. Like, because whatever you want to do, you know you you're gonna do in one way, shape, or form, and mm-hmm. you should do it. You should do what you want to do, um, but. If you could, again, have empathy and experience relativity, take a moment, put yourself in another person's shoes, you may not do it exactly as you would have without being able to do that. So it may not change your decision. You know, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Like, that's what I'm going to do. It's going to happen no matter what. But if I think about you on the other side and say, like, ooh, what would, it, what would it feel like to be on the other side of this? It may not make me not leave, but it may make me stop and say, you know what? Let's have this conversation before I leave. Let me give you the closure of talking to you before I leave. You know, and, and us being able to, get out whatever we need to get out, but I'm still going to leave, but it just affects the way that I leave. You know what I mean? I would leave in a more empathetic way than to leave, like, just pick your shit up and go while a person's at work or something like that. So I think as far as friendship is concerned, I don't expect my friends to, to do something different on account of our friendship. I want them to 100% of the time do what they want to do. What that lets me know is exactly who they are. And with that information, 
I can make good decisions about, you know, what I do. Because I know who I am, you know. Knowing who you are allows us to do things in a way that we are least offensive to one another. When I change the, the, the actual action or out, you know, outcome, you know, if you're going to go this way, you're going to go this way. If I'm going to go that way, I'm going to go that way. But how we go about going that way is improved. That's my thought about it. Yeah, but I'm trying to see if you're like, my my brain has started thinking. I was like, but are you kind of like saying the same thing where you said that you don't want somebody's actions to change based off of, what did you say, your? Our friendship. Your, your friendship, right? Mm-hmm. So if... Um, Let's just say you it's it's a new action or a reaction from you that has not appeared in the friendship in the period of the friendship and it um causes them to react a different way. It's like if you're acting one way, it's like all right, well, I'm going to react another way just to accommodate your actions, because you're being you. It's a new action from you, and you're being you. And it's a bit different from how I want to move the type of vibe that I usually like, so I'm going to react mm-hmm. another way. You are changing mm-hmm. things based off of your friendship, but that's only because something new may have been introduced that that is different, which everybody has a choice to react to a change. Right? Yeah, I get what you're saying because I'm saying again, you know, um, I don't want you to change your actions, but experiencing relativity, putting yourself in my shoes or me putting myself in your shoes, we still possibly change the action, but that's what I'm saying. The outcome doesn't necessarily have to change. Again, if I'm a leave, there's a difference between waiting for you to leave to go to work and packing up all my belongings and leaving the house, which I did have a roommate do that to me one time, and then justified it by saying, you told me to leave if I wanted to leave <laughs> the day before we had a conversation. And she, she was complaining about how hard it was to be an adult and pay bills. And like it was just too hard, and that she wanted to go back home, and I was like, "Hey, like if you if you want to leave, you know, go ahead." The next day, her, her boyfriend came with a U-Haul while I was at work and moved her out and left me stuck with the rent. Funny people. Well, be careful. Your words are strong. What you mean? Because you said if you want to leave, to leave. So she was just looking for that signal. It's like, all right, well, you said it was cool to do it. That's exactly what she did. She was like, well, uh, but I feel like I was baited into saying that because she also knew what kind of person I was. So I'm just like, I mean, you making me feel bad because you got to, you know, pay bills as an adult. Like, what you want me to do? Go home then. She sure enough did. She was waiting on the pass. <laughs> she was like, I'm gone. Friends. 
how many of us have them? Mm-hmm. Ones we can depend on. If depend dependent dependence is a, a requirement yeah. <laughs> in yeah. your in your friendship. Um it's also an interesting story about adult friendship breakups, but that's maybe for another time. I mean, um, if you got one. I told my breakup story. <laughs> that wasn't really a breakup. That wasn't a breakup. That was just a... My my really good friend was stripped from my life. <laughs> no, it's, the season changed, right? Yeah, it did. I'm just trying to be <laughs> emotional about it. <laughs> um, I don't really have any friend. I mean, my friend breakups have been... Um, it's just we totally disagreed on something, and I stayed in my lane, and they stayed in their lanes, and because our lanes never crossed again, and or until they cross again, it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's the end. Um, I had a uh, another recent friend breakup. Um, but this one was just pretty straightforward. Somebody wasn't, like, they weren't listening. They felt a certain way about something, and uh, they pressed the issue about it. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, and I respect your, you know, your feelings and your sentiment, but I'm telling you that's not true. The biggest, <laughs> yeah, this is worthy of talking about, the biggest issue I have with people is when they try to tell me what my intention was. Mm. The biggest issue you have with women. Friends that I break up with. Which are women because you already said you don't really have <laughs> male friends. I have a few <laughs> and we don't break up often. Okay, so we we can, and I'm I'm only saying that because it is a distinction from men and women friendships versus a man yeah. and a man and a woman and a woman. So. Yeah, and it, I do think that there's uh, a discrepancy <laughs> between how we males. Uh, and females sometimes, you know, both sometimes um, perceive intention. Mm-hmm. Like a male may interpret an action a certain way and perceive the intention of that action a certain way. And I think that women do it differently sometimes, you know. I agree. So, yeah, like. The, the, like, I do things sometimes, and people at times, women, misinterpret what I do as like a personal attack on them. (laughs) Like, like, you were trying to insult me Hmm. or make me look a certain way, and I'm like, no, I wasn't. I actually, I. I didn't think about you, not in an asshole way, you know, but I just, I didn't think about you when it, when, when things happen. 
So it's like, I didn't say person A, F you, I'm going to do what I want to do. It was, I was doing what I wanted to do. And then person A all of a sudden had a problem with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, well, if I were, you know, I guess if I were, if I had put myself in your shoes the entire time, I would see what I was doing and then understand how you could feel the way that you did. But I didn't. I was focused on doing what I wanted to do. And then I found out you were offended by it. So. Um, I guess me as a woman, again, not speaking for all women. Yeah, of course. Um, as that. At my age, as a sing, and I say as a single woman, what am I really looking for? Male friendships, friendships with men. You know, I I wonder, especially me. You know, using some of these dating groups as my <laughs> personal inter- entertainment, <laughs> I'm seeing that. Uh, most women, when they are meeting with men, it is with the intention to see if that man is a potential for an actual relationship, a romantic relationship. Now, if that connection turns into a friendship, then it does. But I honestly believe, like, for women of a certain age, interactions with men to get to know them is to do that evaluation. It's with an intention. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Now, is that the same for men? That's the question. I feel like only a man could answer that question if 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 that's the case. But I'm speaking not necessarily I'm I'm speaking in a woman's mind not saying that it is how I approach things with friends cuz I mean, if you know me, you know I'm not big on relationships. So I do look for, you know, the homies, Mm -hmm. the bros, you know. Um, But, yeah. But from a man, not to put you. No, you can't put me on the spot because I'm definitely not the one to answer this question. I don't know what uh, men are doing when they evaluate. Uh, female friendships, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have enough. One, I don't have enough guys around me in general, you know, to to even say that. And then the guys that I'm around, um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the guys that I'm around are not married. You know what I mean? Like so, and they they're not married, and they aren't really looking to be married. Mm-hmm. So I think that changes what your uh, what your intentions are. I mean, I feel like, yeah, when you get to our age or maybe some guys younger than me, um, which I turn 40 here shortly, I think that if you, it like, If you had that whole vision of being married one day, like you were pursuing that 
through the course of your life, you was looking, you was the, God, I started to say something, but you were the, you were the sad dude who was always talking about wanting a girl and can't wait until blah, blah, blah. Like that, that's the type of stuff that you was into. So as soon as you could find it, you found it. <laughs> the ones that make it to this age and not because they were, not because they were looking and couldn't find because they wasn't looking. By the time you reach this age, you like, all right, <laughs> like we going we're all having fun. And if something emerges from that fun, then something emerges from that fun. Um but yeah, the dudes who was looking for it was looking for it. And they was looking for it well before this age. So if they made it to this age and haven't found it, oh they sad. Yeah, well, I think that for a man um, at our age that's not already married or in some type of long-term relationship, um, they're not looking for anything permanent yet. Give it about 20 years, Hmm. like when it hits 60. Because, you know, speaking with my uncle, that's when he said my uncle's never been married, no kids. That's when he said he did that check at 60. It's like, huh, is this something I should do? You know, I'm getting older. Is this something I should get that partnership with? So I think that's, some, that's a, at the point for a man to do that. Uh, am I going to just keep pushing along <laughs> or, you know? I hope I have enough money to pay somebody to take care of me. Me too. Yeah, I I, I feel the yeah. same way. <laughs> I don't I don't want even if I had a romantic partner. By well, you then, have kids, so if you don't have enough money, at least you have kids. Yeah, true, but I don't want them to have to take care of me either. I they just, won't. Their wives will. Oh, uh, that's so sweet. I hope they have good wives. Maybe that's why some dads be so pressed about the wives that they get their sons. Because they'd be like, I know he's not going to take care of me, but she will. I like her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think <laughs> yeah, I think that's why, um, you know, people try to have girls, too. Yeah, yeah. Because even the mom probably wanted girls. Like, well, when I get old, if I had a girl, she would take care of me. But my boys... I'm going to have to rely upon them to get married. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're going to have to like who they got married because that... Yeah, that determines whether they're going to take care of you. Mother-daughter-in-law relationship, they not the, you know... Nah. They they are not... uh, If it was a superlative, they are not most likely to succeed. Yeah, sometimes they may be, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah, they are not most likely to succeed, but yeah, in some cases they are. So we've come to the end of the road uh, discussing friendships and, like, really um, experience relativity, as it always is, is a perspective on life and exploration through conversation. And that's what we wanted to do, explore thoughts on friendships and, like, what makes them good, what's your criteria, um, are you know reflect upon yourself as a friend the product that you are delivering to others because oftentimes we only look at friendships as in the piece that we're getting from other people were they a good friend to us but are you a good friend to others and what does that mean because it could be different for every single friend that you have out there so I think it's uh the same for most relationships which is 
you should, you know, we should have an explicit conversation about what it is that, you know, we expect. Be very clear on your expectations when people are are not meeting them or don't have expectations, which that's my little game or party that I like to be a part of is the, the no expectations crew. So just be you and enjoy your life. But I think without the exploration of this conversation, like, you know, failed friendships and stuff like that are inevitable, like, and you may not necessarily learn from your friendships because everybody knows that person who makes friends, falls out, makes friends, falls out, makes friends, falls out, makes Mm -hmm. friends, falls out, and then it's always the other friend that's the issue. And you're like, hold up, dog. All my friends I done had, (laughs) all my friends I done had for a while. And then you over there, uh, Uzi, all my friends are dead. (laughs) Like, but you killed them all. You killed all those friendships, you know what I mean? But you will not explore that. They change friends like they change their droves. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just take a minute to reflect upon friendships and for sure. You know, appreciate the ones that you have. You know, when you got real ones, you know, appreciate them. And day ones aren't always your only real ones. So, you know, in my case, be open to people because people come into your life to help. I assume that. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. You you mm-hmm. all, you would only I'm that guarded I'm that protected you know by by the universe by life whatever you believe in that you know you can't harm me you gonna come and try to do your thing but ultimately in the end it'll it'll work out in my favor but just reflect upon friendships being a good friend what are good friends be conscious make conscious decisions but other than that that's all I got. And you can have it, my friend. (laughs) Experience relativity. Experience relativity. Experience relativity.